So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Welcome back, Ed and Jeff, on this Thursday afternoon. Football action tonight on our radio station. Your Dallas Cowboys battle the Seattle Seahawks. Game time, I guess, around 7 to 15. If you want to watch it on TV, uh, you can well, on why would you Am- promote that? Amazon so, Prime. Well, I'm, I want to be a full-service talk show host. <laughs> You've noticed, though. As opposed to the, well, like I have. Just talk about radio. Um, but you noticed that Jim Nance did this the other night during the overtime of uh, Philadelphia and Buffalo. He said, hey, uh, don't forget, fans, uh, less than 45 minutes the Sunday night game um, um, on NBC. Well, so they what are you cross- going with this? What are you saying? Because you can, you can just don't. You mean we're no longer as narrow-minded as we used to be? Bingo. You mean we're in the media business? Okay. Bingo, bango, bongo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seattle, <laughs> Dallas. Dallas minus nine. You want to take Seattle? Go ahead. Take them. Write it down, Garrett. Give me put, a yellow put, sticky Put a note. one before that nine, and I'll take them. Nineteen. You have enough. You have enough little to give me nineteen tonight. What was that again? You have enough what? Guts, intestinal fortitude. You know what? I'm 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 thinking right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? Nineteen? Yeah. You give me nineteen for a bottle of vino. Go two for one. No, I'm not going two for one. It's the Seattle Seahawks. This and again, Cowboys have scored 45, 49, know, 43, 38, 30, and 40 in their home game. I know. I'm very aware they're on fire. I, I don't let, give me some time to think. Okay. Uh, if I hadn't had so much quilt last night, I'd do it right now. I'm a little cabernet out for the next two hours. Are you? Yeah, a lot. Von Miller? I'll give you 12. Nope. Not going to do 12. it. 12. Write it down, Gary. No, not going to do it. Not gonna. I've written yeah. something else. Dion, what else? What other? Yeah, Von Mil- the Von Miller story is. Uh, it's not. It's not a good look. This is a really yeah. bad look. Really bad look. I. I don't know. Two sides of every story, but he's. He's. This is not his first rodeo. Remember, he was arrested for not paying tickets or something in Denver a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude's been playing a long, long time. time. I mean, he's been playing a long time. He's not been punting a long time. He's not been playing quarterback a long time. He's been playing defensive end a long yeah. time. One of the best Aggies ever, I think. I would tend to agree. Yeah. I actually think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he will get that, yeah. Yeah, she's yelling at him, stop, I'm pregnant. Uh, per the police affidavit, he stepped on her feet and pushed her. She fell into a chair. He applied pressure to her neck for three to five seconds, causing pain. According to the affidavit, um, she tried to get her stuff to leave. He grabbed her phone and threw her laptop on the floor and stomped on it. Mm. She, apparently, she was trying to leave. Um, she started recording on a phone in her pocket, per the affidavit. 
and was grabbed again by Miller and shoved onto a couch where he placed pressure on her neck with both hands, according to police. When she got up, she told Miller that she was going to call the police and it prompted him to leave. Huh. <clears throat> that doesn't help your case. No, and he's... He, I don't believe the arrest warrant has been served. He's not as of has he turned himself in yet? Or um, this is ESPN now reporting a nine one one call was placed. She identified herself and Miller by name. Uh, she produced a photograph of a positive home pregnancy test, along with a screenshot of a text conversation between the woman and Miller discussing the possible due date and a location of a future doctor's visit. Oh boy, they're not married, right? I don't no, know. I hasn't said yet. Hasn't said yet. You about to go AM on me? Well, I'm just just saying it's it's a lot of athletes and their baby mamas. But that happens in our society. A lot of people. Uh, you are going to go AM on me. A lot of people have a babies out of wedlock now and stuff, and <laughs> hate that that they have single parents sometimes, and that's a kind of a dearth on our society. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, she was not. She was treated for minor injuries. Uh, case remains open. <laughs> I, you know, everything's going wrong for the Bills. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just not working out. No. Not so working. much hope, and it's just not coming together. For, for a team that is so tucked away in such a nondescript place, right? they are full of drama. Fans love them. Yeah. They've come so close. They came so close with Kansas City a couple of years ago, that final yeah. 12 seconds. They blew it last year to JoJo Burrow in... in uh, Buffalo, I guess, and just it's just it's not working out. He signed with the Bills in twenty twenty two a six year one hundred twenty million dollar contract. They say there's some stipulations in the contract he could lose seventeen million dollars. They could if they if they wanted to get rid of him, it would save them seventeen million dollars. They'd have to pay him seventeen million. Then they might just do that. Not just do that. Um golly, bud. He's thirty four he's thirty four years old. Uh the NFL just released a statement saying we're aware of the matter. Uh, we'll follow all legal developments. No further comment. Like I said, it's just for it knows how when for teams when it's not going well, it really like just feels like it starts raining bad news. Yeah, it just comes in waves. Well, they've got an off week this week, but man, they have been so close with so many of their games. It all started with the fluke win by the Jets. Yeah, in the in week one and. They had the one they had against Denver, 12 minutes. The other night the against the Eagles, it was one of the best games of the year, and they played really well. But it's a game they had to win. Jalen Hurts is just better. Because I, yeah. don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think well, they catch the Well, 59-yard field goal kind of helps, too, in the yeah, rain. Yeah, in the rain. In the uh, rain. You want to rethink your position on how tough the Bills-Cowboys game is going to be now? No, I'm not. Because You're I, crazy. I, unlike you, I've seen the Cowboys play on the road. Okay. I uh, my memory is is uh, thinking of the, that game in Arizona. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're just dismissing uh, the last several weeks, I guess. The well, hottest team in the NFL. But I just don't like them on the road. Okay. Well, then that's it. I'll bet you right now. I don't want to make a bet because I want the Cowboys to win. I don't want to pull against them. Right now, you are going to give me two points, Dallas in Buffalo. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you are. By that time, Von Miller could be in Sing Sing. They may have coach a new be coach. Fired, a new quarterback. Coach is going to be fired, possibly. <laughs> no, Jake could be taken over. Uh, news from the West Coast: Dateline, Oregon State, DJ Uglalela 
the quarterback for the Oregon State Beavers is entered the transfer portal. It's believed he will play next year at Michigan State. The head coach at Oregon State took the job at Michigan State. The offensive coordinator took the job. So it looks like DJ may be transferring Clemson to Oregon State. Now to East Lansing. That guy's been a lot of places. Okay. Now to East Lansing. Good. Also, you still. Big Ten keeps getting better. You know, the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think how good the Big Ten is right now. Michigan, Ohio State, duh. Uh, Then you got USC. Yep. You got Washington. You got Oregon. Oregon. Right. You have five teams in the top eight. Right. And you got Penn State, who's like number 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really. You have five teams right now in the top eight. Right. Also, UCLA quarterback Dante Moore is going to enter the transfer portal. Also today, Baylor has hired Jake Spavital yep. as offensive coordinator, who has, who's, I think, with all due respect to Jake, he's a better offensive coordinator than he is a head coach. He struggled at Texas State, my alma mater. How many he, games you go to to see him coach? Uh, two. Your alma mater, you're a liar. Two. No. Name the opponent. I saw. Name I, the opponent. I saw Jake Spavital coach one, two, three times. Name the opponent, please. He was not head coach. I saw him coach as an offensive coordinator for Sonny Dykes. Can you tell me? No, he was. He was. He he coached with Sonny. The Texas Tech Texas Tate games that you've been to. Can you tell me who the Bobcats? Your alma mater. You're wearing a had a great mar- year maroon, maroon blazer. You wear the games. Had a great year. This you wore a yellow shirt underneath. Had a great year. Get a free parking pass. Had a great year. Get, get go by the school Ocarina. communications and go. talk to everyone there. Get a free pass to Ocarina Springs. Yeah. Okay. So um, then you went down, like, see the swimming pig, and then you went to watch the game. And who did they play, the games that you've attended? I've seen them play Louisiana Tech. Fake. Yeah. I didn't see any games this year. <laughs> I didn't see any games this year. I've seen them play before. It's a beautiful stadium, Bobcat Stadium. It is. Yeah. It's a beautiful campus. Go Cats, go. Beautiful campus. I lived on the river for three years. It was... I did Atlantic. It was just beautiful. Mm. It was ideal. Okay, where was I going with this? Uh, Spavital, though, going to call plays for the Baylor Bears, who decided not to well, fire Dave Aranda. Yeah, he's going to get fired next year. Um, I just don't see them making mass improvements. They were terrible this year. Yeah. Oh, they were really. They were really bad. They were shockingly bad. Right. If you look at when, you know, what's happened to them. This doesn't look good for your current head coach because you leave Matt Rule and they got talent. They're winning. Year after he leaves, they're still good. Yeah, they go to a conference Then they get a little worse and then much worse. And the bottom starts to fall out by year three. And they lost players in the old transfer portal. Yeah, I, I, they're disappointing. They're, the, the disappointing part of the future of the Big 12 are really the Big 12 teams now. They're the ones that are disappointing. Houston. Yeah. Baylor. Baylor. Tech. TCU is disappointing I mean, this the year. schools that are going to save the Big 12 are those coming in. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, I hate it, but it's it's just the truth. I mean, the, the schools that are surrounded by the best high school players in the country are not even as good as Arizona, who's been picked up from, you know, a dumpster. Yeah. It's it's just not a good it's not a good league and unfortunately I, you're going to see it on Saturday when Texas scores 55 against Oklahoma State with Coach Magahat yeah against Coach Magahat yeah I mean, that's that's how bad the league is now it's bad the Houston's got to get better Baylor's got to get better TCU they got to get better real quick 
Houston being bad is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. For that, you could just draw a circle around Houston, Beaumont, and go get them. Exactly. Go get them. And it, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been able to do anything since Tom Herman. Right. They had a great great run with Tom Herman beating Oklahoma, going, what, they went to the... Sh- what? What what they they gonna go to the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, and what they had Ed Oliver who plays for the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just I don't I don't get it why they can't get it right either. They should get it right because well now with the NIL deal, yeah. but they've got uh, Tillman who's How wealthy. Wealth. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought he sort of cash ran that that thing like. Um, uh, Jerry Jones runs yeah, the Cowboys. He does. So he does. He how, how hard can it be? You got that kind of money behind you, right? Go get players. Go buy players. Uh, that that should be a good coaching job. Yeah, it really should. Well, look what Calvin Sampson has done with the basketball exactly. program. They are great. They're great every year. Yeah, because he's not only a really really fine coach, but he gets the talent around Houston yeah. and just cultivates it. Right, and they. They go, you can do that easier with basketball than football. Yeah, I know. Still. But it is one of the few schools that you could say, in football and basketball, they can completely play at the highest level with local talent. Exactly. And in football and basketball. Yes. I mean, they don't even have to have anybody from outside of the Beaumont, and no. they'd be a good football program. Right. Same with the basketball. They've done it for years. They've There's just so many years. good athletes there. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how it's not good. It should be good every stinking get Jack year. Is he with us? Jack Party? Yeah. No. Coach Party? Yeah. I think he's gone. Okay. Coach Yeoman? Gone. Yeah, I figured that. He was old when I played against him. John Jenkins? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Porn movies. I don't know. Major Applewhite? He's at South Alabama calling plays. Could we, he go back? No, he won't go back. Who could The Big 12 needs some help. Mm-hmm. Big 12 needs some help. They got to get, get this right. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher to Jimbo Houston. Jimbo Fisher going to Houston. Yeah. Free of charge. He could live at his Brenham Ranch, wherever his ranch is, and just wherever. Commute. Yeah. Doesn't have to live in Houston. There you go. There's your coach. Yeah. He knows how to buy players with the best of them. And it's legal now. Mm-hmm. Very, very legal. Okay. We need to take a break. Uh, I'm Ed Clements along with Jeff Ward, and we come back more. Uh, uh, more comments today from Steve Sarkeesian, Longhorns Battle. Oklahoma State Saturday at 11 a.m. We'll talk about that and much, much more. We return to 102.7 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 102.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 102.7 ESPN. Baba Babu, welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show, Ed Clements and Jeff Ward. We have Cowboy football. Cowboy football tonight. Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Cowboys favored by nine points. Nine points. You going to the world of the Twitter sphere? Yeah, I am. Uh, at Jeff Ward show. LOL. Ed flirts with the waitresses at Luby's. Nice. I don't flirt. I, I chat them up. And there's a big difference between flirting and chatting up. I'm a kind person to all people, all men, women, and children. And I engage them when they come up and say, would you like some more tea or would you like some Tabasco sauce? And I say, yes. How's your day gone? Well, thank you, sir. It's gone fine. Well, great. I like your top. You have a great day. Huh. 
How about the opening of that sentence there, Garrett? It was, I like to chat with the waitresses at Luby's. That's yeah. going to be one of my favorite hey, statements I've ever heard. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, me I, too. Yeah. Well, if, if you two guys are not caring and considerate and <laughs> chatting up people, so be it. You don't have to be like me. You just don't have to be like me, Garrett and Jeff. <laughs> Do they wear name tags? You know, Jeff, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I will, oh, when I go cool. to Mar at lunch, I'll go, Okay. hello, I'll look for the name tags. Are you looking for what? What are you looking for? Yeah. At Jeff Ford's show. Pecan pie, question mark. Pecan pie. Yeah. Not on the soda diet. Okay. At Jeff Ford's show, you'll have to stop freaking eating on air. Holy cow. We had crackers today on air. Ed brought us crackers from I got crackers. At Jeff Ford Show, Saban hasn't lost in Mercedes Stadium. Check his record on championship games. Pretty ridiculous. He said today, too, he came out and said today, if we get in, if he said if no SEC team gets in, it's a total lack, lack of respect by the country. Well, too bad, but, it, I mean, an SEC team is going to get in. I think the scary thing is, do two get in? Oh, that would be – that's that would – Without Texas going in, which I think which which would happen, Texas would not go in if two SEC teams got in. It'd be Obviously. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, or Oregon. Oregon right? Yeah. Florida State and Texas would be, and that's toast. not right. Yeah, that's not right. I agree. I agree with you. Not right. I, I actually like Alabama to cover that five and a half. Listen, the way they're playing, even though you know they struggle with Auburn, know, it's a rival game. Yada da 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 da. But yeah. they closed that thing. They closed it. I. They can run on, uh, you know, Georgia. It's not like Georgia's lined up against against a tough schedule. They've given up yards. I'm not a big fan of the Georgia quarterback. I'm not a fan of their defense. Yeah. Now, I mean, to me, it reminds me of USC years ago. The the, when they finally weren't playing. You know, of course they've had great defenses. They've sent all these guys to the NFL, all that stuff. But this year is in the last three years. This is by far their worst defense. Uh huh. It reminds me when USC was playing Texas. And I remember saying to guys on talk shows in L.A., I said, look, this USC defense is not going to be able to stop them. They didn't. Could and not. I, I, think Georgia could, I think Alabama can run on Georgia. I don't know that I'd pick them to win, but I'd pick them to cover the five and a half. I might pick them just to – I might pick them to win because they are on a roll. They have not blinked since the Texas loss. And Georgia has not struggled, 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 but they – they had a close game uh, against Georgia Tech. They had a close game against Missouri. They give up rushing yards. And as the texter just said, look at Saban's record. Texter, that would be. Uh, in uh, Tweets. Tweet, a tweeter. Look at his record there in uh, Atlanta. Oh, boy. Yeah. More good stuff there. Well, Tesla does a rollout today. Of the pickup truck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now, oh, boy. A man threatening a mass casualty event at the Tesla factory drove from Florida to Austin oh, no. to potentially carry it out. Oh, good Lord. Paul Overeem has been charged with terroristic threat, a third-degree felony punishable by 20 years in prison. What did he have? A What? What? He just drove there and was going to make... I'm still looking. This just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested after arriving in Travis County. Uh, Tesla was notified about a group chat on Instagram the previous day in which a man later identified as Overeem made threats. One of his messages... I mean, how do you think it's going to work out when you're posting that you're going to carry out a terroristic mm-hmm. act? How do you think it's going to play out? 
One of the messages said Overeem was planning an attack at the Tesla event, so up to you guys to stop me. Good I Lord. plan on killing people. I would like you to do something about it so I don't have to. I want to die, end quote. What, what's his angst against Tesla? I think he just might be a lunatic. Uh-huh. He wanted Lord. to tell everybody ahead of time. I'm and coming. shockingly, they're waiting on you to arrive to town, and they arrested you, you nut job. You nut job. I'm interested to see those Tesla trucks and well, what range they have. Well, there's a picture right there. Yeah. Okay. And what range they have. I think, I think that's ridiculous. It was 350 to, I'm thinking, was, first he said it was going to be 500 miles in 350. So that's the thing about these electric vehicles, about range anxiety, they call it. Yeah. Range anxiety. I mean, uh, w- would you drive that? No. I'm, I'm a covert man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well he should do, you know, what he should do though for all the money and here I'm a sound old man I think you feel the same way of all the money Austin and Travis County have given that company in tax abatements don't you think you could say oh uh, Elon if you live in Travis County or Austin we will give you a 30% discount on your vehicle because the way Austin has treated us treated us with all the freebies we have the lack of sales tax we're not paying. And the chances of him agreeing to that are Two what? Two chances, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Slim yeah. and none. Yeah. But where is the citizen benefit with all this? Where, where hey, is it? I know people look, get I, good I, jobs and everything. That's great. I think the guy's a tool, um, and he's lived on the government nickel a big chunk of this time with subsidies. But it's not his fault the people voted to g- give a billionaire a handout. It was like a seven-to-one vote, mm-hmm. a county vote. Yeah. You know, because Austin is lacking people. Right. We, don't, we need more people here. We need more people. We need more people making a lot more money here, right. all that stuff. So you need to go ahead and make sure, because, you know, Austin is like being in uh, Detroit or something. So we needed to give more breaks so more people can come here. Yeah. Wasn't it, that wasn't his fault. No. That dude wanders around the world asking for it, and they right. gave it to him. Right. And I'm, I'm a Tesla fan. I am. I just, uh, I, I, I think he's I've never driven turned into one. a jackass on Twitter and yeah. ruined it and gone to, total egomaniac on it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm a Tesla fan. Do they drive well? You, you've yeah. driven one? Yeah. Yeah. Was, until uh, I started taking the bus, was, yeah. Yeah. I also read today, we're going to all of this is funny. It's not funny. We're, Austin's going to all, you'll, you'll like this, all electric buses, all okay. electric. And the company that building our electric buses, they've gone bankrupt. They've gone bankrupt. Yeah, I know people listening a lot more about the EV space than me, but uh, apparently a lot of people that are all in, including Ford and people like that, are backing, are, off are, are backing off of it now. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know the answer why that is. I don't know. I think it is their artificial demands of saying by the this year, that year. I think it should be the marketplace dictating instead of the right, federal right. government. Right, right. I'm just wondering. I guess what I, I don't know is why the marketplace isn't embracing them more. Hmm. I don't get it. I think because the technology is not there, the batteries are very, very expensive, the range, yeah. range anxiety. Hmm. especially that term here, before. I learned yeah, that today. Especially here in Texas with the range anxiety about getting your car, you, know, you get stuck uh, outside Waco. And Are there a lot of Teslas in Waco? I'm not, I'm not a bad... See, the 
Battery chargers. You know, oh, okay. chargers, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I, I, I'm going to bet it's easier to find a cheeseburger in Waco than it is a charging station. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say that's probably true. <laughs> would you agree with that? I would agree with that entirely. Okay. I would agree with that entirely. It's easier to find a cheeseburger in Waco than it is a patch of green grass. I, th- I would probably buy, buy that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier to find a cheeseburger in Waco than what? Oxygen? There's oxygen in Waco, but you get a lot of cheeseburgers. There's a lot of cheeseburgers. There's more cheeseburgers per capita in Waco than anywhere on the planet. You know that? Per capita, I think right on that strip, you may be right. I don't think may. I think I'm going to go with that and say that will be fact. I'm going to be over my skis, maybe. They're all there. Yeah. I'm going to say there's more French fries and cheeseburgers per capita Maybe not even per capita, just in total. It is, it is amazing about the fast foods here because they have a fast food hot chicken place <laughs> that we stopped at because I was with son Ben, and he's all Mr. Foodie guy. And some rapper has started a hot chicken place, and it's in L.A. and Vegas and someplace else. And there's one in Waco. It's a hot chicken fast food place. It was really, really good. Hot? This, tell me what that is. You know, hot chicken. No, you, you, I don't know. When they put uh, Garrett knows Garrett eats hot chicken, like spicy, spicy chicken? or saucy. What yeah. you talking about, Garrett? Yeah, it's not cold. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, that's what I know about. It's it. hot fried chicken where it it you know what's you, so innovative about it's, that? It's like Tumble Twenty Two here in town. Okay, Larry Foles' place, Tumble yeah, Twenty Two yeah. chicken, hot chicken. But no, it's just a fast food place. You know, like a McDonald's or whatever. And this rapper decided. To, to start one in Waco and not in Austin or Dallas or Houston. Well, it's there's probably competition here. Your only competition there is other And the burgers. real estate is imminently more fa- uh, favorable along I-35. Well, yeah, there's nothing but highways there. Right. Every person lives on an interstate. In Waco, you know that? is that right? Yeah. They have no side streets. It's just all a highway. Chip and Joanna live on I-35? They live on I-35. Everyone has an I-35 address. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, like you live in the... Number two, I-35, uh-huh. and somebody's like, number 5,000, I-35. Is Everyone that right? has an I-35 really? address. There's no cul-de-sacs. Really? They don't have any. Okay, we got to take a break. Let's open up the phone lines. Oh. 512-834-1027. <laughs> you taking an early powder today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kid stuff. So, listen, we're opening up the phone lines to hear from you. Austin, React, Cowboys, Seattle. Is there any way, shape, or form? I'll give you 12. I want 19. You give me 17. Garrett, help a, me here. 17, it's a bet. 15, 17-ish? 17. 17. We got a deal. 14. 17. Dallas Cowboys, two touchdowns tonight. We got a deal. Write 17. it down. 17. No, I said 14. Not, Take it. Okay. You give me 17. We got a bet. 17 points. Do I need my list again? That's they, a lot. That's a lot. lot. That's, That's lot. too much. I don't it's like it. It's not that much. Yeah, look, it's not Washington. It's Seattle. They have the best. 45, 49, 43, 38, yeah, look 30, who they look, point uh, This guy, De- Devon Witherspoon, is one of the best young corners in the game. Um, if he if they were having a better year, he'd be considered rookie of the year. He's not going to be, but um, no, I, I can't 14 go. and a half, and you got a bet. 14 and a half's done. Done. Write it Write down. Write it down. Garrett. Damn it. Yellow sticky oh, note. Gosh. Light him up, Dak. Oh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Stupid bet. CD Lamb. It'll be 14 
Oh. 17 nothing in the first quarter. Damn it, why did I make that bet? Seattle get three. Well, I know, but that's not going to be enough. <laughs> Washington got three last week. He and CeeDee Lamb are on a run. Oh, yeah. That is epic. I mean, right. it's... I, I don't know why... You know, I don't understand why people... I, maybe it's just because it's Washington. They're just trash. I don't know why you don't double him up more. You know, like, that's oh. the guy that's going to kill you. Yeah. You do know that, right? I right. mean, he's going to keep catching balls, and he's going to eat you alive. Yeah. But the tight ends are playing so well. I know. Well. Good I know. Lord, they're playing. Can I revoke that? Bet? No. Can I? He wrote it down. It's done. Audience, it's done. Oh, you know boy. what? I, I, I'm going to try a little bonanza. Okay. Bottle of bonanza. I think we might have had the last bottle last weekend for Thanksgiving. I think we got into it, but I'll try to find it. <laughs> okay. I like bonanza. You're assuming you're going to lose already. I know. Watch this stupid-ass bet. I know I'm going to lose. Yeah, you are. I kind of hope. I, well, I don't. I want the Cowboys to win, but... Uh, 14-point victory would be good for the Cowboys tonight. We'll be back with more after this on 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. Thanks. Welcome back. Jeff and Ed on this Thursday afternoon. We've got pro football right after our show, pregame show, the Callus Cowboys versus the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Cowboys favored by nine as they play in Jerry World. That's where the Longhorns will play Saturday in Jerry World when the Longhorns battle the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Texas is a strong 14-point favorite against Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State backed into the championship with an overtime win over Brigham Young University. Longhorns have not played Oklahoma State this year. They're the only one of the traditional old rivals that Texas did not play. They weren't on the schedule this year, but the Longhorns will get the chance to play them Saturday. Earlier today, Steve Sarkeesian was was on a Zoom with reporters, and uh, this is going to be his first ever Big 12 title game. I believe this is his first title game as a head coach anywhere he's been, Washington, USC, or here in Austin. Uh, he was asked about, is this was this on the timetable? Did you expect to be here this year at the championship game or earlier? Um, you know, I, I didn't. You you never know when you when you take over a job the exact kind of state of the program. And I, when I mean state of the program, you know, do you have a roster that, that fits um, your schemes, offense, defense, and special teams? Do you have the right depth? Do you have the pieces in place? Do you have the culture? And so as you start the journey, right, as a, as a new coach and some guys inherit uh, a, a roster that that fits their schemes, and sometimes you inherit a roster that doesn't quite fit your schemes. But I remember talking to Pete Carroll about this right when I had gotten the job and uh, he said, what do you think about the team? I said, you know, I think, I think we're pretty good, but I may have to adjust some things to really fit them. And he, and I remember him telling me, he said, you know, you can, you can do what they've done before and, but you have to be prepared to expect the same results or you can really dive into doing it your way. And you, there may be some bumps along the way and it may be, may be hard along the way, but in the end, 
you might get different results and possibly better results if you get people to buy into doing it your way. And so that was really my approach when we first got here that, hey, we believe in what we can do and, and the style in which we want to do it, whether that's off-season conditioning, whether that's academically, whether that's community service, uh, whether that's the schemes we want to play on offense and defense and special teams. Uh, and yes, we had some growing pains, but in the end, as we continue to build our culture, as we continue to recruit the players that we felt like fit what we wanted to do, um, most notably, right? Think about the the linemen and, and the type of linemen that we've recruited into our program. Um, you start to see the results shift in a, in a different direction. Um, so I, I get year one, we had some hard fought losses and some excruciating, tough, tough losses. Um, and th that season went the way that it went. As we went into year two, I, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was disappointed because I felt like we had an opportunity to go play for a Big 12 championship. And we didn't get it done in a couple tough losses. And we put our fate into somebody else's hand and, and it, it didn't work out. And so I think that's why when we went into this year with year three and, and coming out of spring practice and having seen some of our new players um, and what we had returning, I felt like this was a championship caliber team. And that's why I didn't really shy away from it. Um, because I wanted our players to get accustomed to the expectations and the expectations were that that we were going to be a good team, that we were going to compete for a championship. So let's get comfortable in that arena. Let's not shy away from it um, and, and understand everywhere we go. Our last year in the Big 12, it's going to be they're going to be tough games. Everybody's going to give us their best shot. But let's get comfortable in that arena. Let's have great poise. Let's have great composure. And I really credit our team for that because they've done that all year. Uh, and inevitably, here we are. We have we have this opportunity now Saturday. Go, Cook, go ahead. Steve, I, I know you mentioned you were watching games Saturday, guessing you were watching Oklahoma State and BYU. For your program, basically from the moment Trey Rucker pulls that ball out and Oklahoma State wins, what did the process look like of preparing for a team that wasn't on your schedule this year? Just kind of the quick turnaround of going from who could, could we play a team we've seen already to – a team that maybe you've done some prep, maybe you haven't, but you haven't had on the schedule this year. Um, first of all, jokingly, that was my alma mater, so I was a little crushed when when that fumble when that fumble did occur because I I was hopeful they could get bowl eligible. I love Kalani. Uh, that was that was a heck of a game and in some tough conditions. The second thing I thought was was he down? Was it a fumble? <laughs> and then and then when it all shook out, uh, it was it was that. So not not to dodge your question. So here we go. It just went right into what a normal game week would look like. You know, I guess we were a little bit fortunate in that we had the extra day uh, from a staff perspective to start that preparation side of it. Um, you know, I think kind of the behind the scenes, you have a decent idea of who you might be playing. Um, and so a lot of the people that do the, a lot of the front end work for us, you know, we had played Oklahoma already. We had, we had played Kansas state relatively recently. Um, so a lot of kind of the back end work or the front end work of it was, was we were prepping in case it was Oklahoma state. So when the staff could come in and start that process, things would be ready to go from a, from a cut ups and a breakdown standpoint. And then we just went to work, you know, like, like we would any other game week and, and, you know, getting our scouting reports ready, getting our personnel's ready of, of who they are, individual players, and then started a game plan. And, and our week's kind of gone from that point forward, like a normal week. Adam, 
That is Steve Sarkeesian earlier today meeting with reporters by Zoom talking about the Big 12 championship game, which is Saturday morning uh, in Arlington at Jerry World, kickoff at 11 a.m. Texas still favored by 14 points. The conference championship scene gets underway tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff time in Las Vegas. It's going to be Oregon versus the Washington Huskies in a very interesting game from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 to me has been one of, if not the most exciting conferences of the year because of the the parity. Oregon has been great all year long. Washington, needless to say, has been great all year long. Arizona is finishing strong. USC was once really, really good. Oregon State was good for a time. A lot of good football teams, but this is an interesting game because this is one of those situations. As we all know, Texas was number seven in the bowl college football rankings are even below Ohio State, which lost last week. I think Ohio State will drop down because they don't even play this week. They're not a conference championship. But from listening to the head of the college football playoff, the college football playoff committee is in love with Oregon and Washington, more so with Oregon than Washington. Washington is undefeated. Washington hosted Oregon in mid-October and won late. They won late, and Oregon coach Dan Lanning did some really dumb stuff, but Washington won that game. Oregon's been on a tear with Bo Nix, the former Auburn quarterback, and they have been dominating people. Washington has not been dominating people. They've been winning. Granted, they've been winning, but they're not dominating. In listening to the head of the college football playoff, he's the AD at North Carolina State, one of these teams is going to be in. The winner of this game will be in the college football playoff because he loves Oregon, and you're not going to deny an undefeated Washington team in the playoffs. So the winner of that game will go. Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas should win this game, but it is a beauty contest now. Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns have got to roll it up if they can. Mission number one is to win the game. Mission number two is run this son of a gun up. And I don't know how how they how much they can do that or if they will do that, but it appears to me the strength of Oklahoma State is in the strength of the Texas Longhorn defense with the rush game. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be able to run as they have in the last month over some of these teams because of what Texas has been doing up front. So uh, then comes uh, Georgia and Alabama at uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And we talked about this earlier. Uh, Nick Saban doesn't lose at this championship games. Georgia has won the last two national championships. They're favored by five now, five and a half. So it's going to be interesting to see. Alabama wins, and it's good news for Texas. I know that sounds strange, but remember, Texas has that double-digit win in Tuscaloosa in the second week of the season. If Georgia wins, I don't believe Alabama goes. Georgia goes. Michigan is going to go. Michigan faces Iowa. Iowa is not very good, even though they have a gaudy record. I think it's 10-2 and two or 10-3 and three or something. But Iowa faces Michigan in the Big, Twin, Big Ten Championship. Michigan favored by 23. If you're looking for chaos there, there's not going to be any chaos there, uh, as uh, Michigan should roll. Uh, the chaos could come at Georgia and Alabama. Alabama, again, underdog by 5.5. Georgia... Number one team in the college football playoff right now, 
two-time national championship, but they're not anywhere as dominant as they have been the last two years. And then the game that we should all watch, Louisville versus Florida State. ACC has been has been good this year on the top, and I'm talking Florida State has been good on the top. Florida State in their first game of the year defeated the team that I thought would be the national champion. I thought it was going to be LSU. They beat them in the first game of the year. They've gone on to defeat Clemson among others. So they face Louisville in the in the ACC championship. But remember, Florida State does not have their starting quarterback who went out a couple of weeks ago with injury. And they're not the team uh, not the team without this quarterback. As we saw that last week as they struggled and it took some really dumb, dumb things by Florida penalty-wise to get Florida State that win. So in Louisville, Louisville is no world beater. Louisville, uh, their best win of the year, I guess, came against... Uh, against Notre Dame, but they lost last week to Kentucky in the uh, statewide battle between Louisville and Kentucky, so they come limping in. But I'm not convinced Florida State can win this game without the quarterback, so look for the chaos there. If Florida State loses, if Florida State loses, the Longhorns have a really, really good shot, I believe, of getting in the Final Four, or they at least they should, unless there's tomfoolery. Uh, by the college football playoff committee because right now you're going to have Michigan in. Well, let's start with Georgia. You're going to have Georgia or Alabama in. You're going to have Michigan in, and you're going to have Oregon or Washington in. That's three of the four spots. If Florida State loses, if Florida State loses and Texas has a big convincing win and they would be the Big 12 champion, they've got to be in. They've got to be in. I know there's some SEC folks out there who think the SEC is the end-all, be-all, that they should get two teams. No way. No way I think they should get two teams in, especially if Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia would have one loss. Alabama one loss. Texas one loss. Texas deserves it because they win the Big 12 championship. Okay, as we go, there's college basketball action tonight. Texas Longhorns battle Texas State, 8 o'clock at the Moody Center, uh, as it'll be an, a nice uh, exercise, a nice test for Rodney Terry and the Texas Longhorn volleyball team. Uh, also, the Texas women's, uh, I say volleyball, basketball, Texas women's volleyball team in action against Texas A&M. Uh, in NCAA action. Also, in golf news, the Hero Championship. This is Tiger Woods Tournament. Tiger's first appearance back in, gosh, a long, long time since Augusta. This is his uh, own tournament, his select field, and didn't play well today. Tiger Woods shoots a 75 today as he is well back. This is just a select field, but he is well back. Tiger Woods shot a 3 over 75 today. Marked the return of Will Zalatoris of Dallas. He shot 81. A good day for uh, our Longhorn golfers. Jordan Spieth currently tied for, well, currently alone in third place after a 68. Scotty Scheffler had a 69. So those guys, like the Everett Battery, keep going. That, that'll be on TV this weekend. All right, again, coming up next, Dallas Cowboy football, Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks from Dallas. Cowboys a strong nine-point favorite in that game. You can hear it here on 1027 ESPN. You can also catch it on uh, Amazon Prime with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Tomorrow, it's the Twin Liquors Pick'em, brought to you by D.C. Law. We'll have that tomorrow. We'll pick all the games, all the championship games, plus our best 
pro football games. For Garrett and for Jeff Ward, I'm Ed Clements. Have a great night. See you tomorrow here on 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.